0: On blast. And we are live. This is the wrap it up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and you know what, Raptors fans, I appreciate you guys tuning into this podcast right now. Because if you're listening to this, I say this from time to time, but I really mean it. Let me let me turn down the music on this because this is this is serious right now. This was a tough loss i'm gonna turn down the music i'm gonna turn down the music that loss sucked <laughs> i'm just gonna keep it a buck that loss sucked for a lot of reasons i mean where do where do you even want to start with just how much that loss sucked but I'll, i'm gonna say this okay the raptors in a, first off that game was weird one of my friends messaged me in the middle of that game and just said this game was weird And that was before the Raptors came back from being down 19, before the Raptors went up by 15, and before the Raptors then allowed the Atlanta Hawks to close this game, the last six... Sorry, let me get this correct. The last six minutes and 13 seconds, the Hawks went on a 24-8 run to close out the game, including a buzzer beater by... Tony Snell. Again, that loss sucks. And... Do you know what? The Raptors in this game, you know, normally I'd go through and try to break down everything from the start of the game to the end and all that. And that's normally what we do here on this podcast. And I'll do that a little bit. But really, I'm going to just open the floor to you guys because I want to hear what you guys and girls, Raptors fans from everywhere across this country, what are you guys thinking right now? Because that loss, like there's a lot there. There's a lot to process in this first game back. After the break. So there's still a bunch of players missing for the Toronto Raptors. But at the same time, the way that the Raptors played in this game, that's a game you should win. You're up 15 late in the game. You should win that game. Definitely. And instead, the Raptors blew it. Poor execution down the stretch. They couldn't get stops down the stretch. And I mean, Tony Snell hits a wide open three but that's a deflating 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 loss because if you come out and you lose a game where you don't have Pascal you don't have Fred you don't have OG I'm sure everyone would be okay with that everyone would be able to handle a loss like that but not when you get teased by the fact that you I'm sure most Raptors fans thought that game was in the books that's a dub so that's another reason why this loss sucks you look at the standings you're now tied with the Atlanta Hawks, 17 and 20. Now, the standings are ever changing. There's a lot of games going on as we speak. So it's going to be juggled around. But again, the Raptors are in this position right now where they're they're currently tied for eighth, but you're in that bubble where everyone is, you know, the Bulls are who are playing right now, but they're about to lose, or if they haven't lost already. But the Bulls, if the Raptors are in ninth. The Bulls are in 11th, and they're, what, like percentage points behind the Raptors? So, you're so close, and so all these wins, especially when you look at the Raptors' schedule coming up, and I know they're missing guys in the lineup, and I get that, but I'm going to remind everybody, right, that this has happened to a bunch of different teams in the league, so this isn't a, and I know most Raptors fans, you watch Raptors games, obviously, that's why you're a fan of the team. But this situation that the Raptors are in where they're missing a bunch of their key players has happened to other teams so far this season, right? Where you've had to play a few games where you're missing guys. Heck, the Sixers tonight were without Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, and they won. My point in bringing this all up is you look at the Raptors' schedule. You got Atlanta coming up, then you play Charlotte on Saturday, the Bulls on Sunday, and then Detroit on Wednesday. You got to get those wins. Those are wins you need to pick up, or you you got to hope you're picking up because later on, this schedule gets really tough. You're seeing the Lakers a few times. You're going to see the Clippers. You're going to see, right? You're going to see Brooklyn again. Like You're seeing Utah. You are going to start to see some really good teams coming up. So when you're playing against a team like the Hawks, especially a team that you're battling for at the moment in terms of playoff positioning, that also makes this loss even more tough to handle. But I want to hear from you guys. Let me know what you guys think right off the bat because this one, this one hurts. And and the chat's filling up already wherever you're listening to this podcast. And I didn't even get through the pleasantries because I was I like that shot went in. And to me, normally, normally in those situations when the kickout happens like that at the end of the game, I feel like I have a good gut feeling on if that ball is going to go in or not when that shot went up I didn't think it was going in I didn't think Tony Snell was hitting that shot I was confident that he was going to miss but then you look at the replay and you realize that my guy is wide open and he's just shooting a set wide open shot and he's Tony Snell and we've seen Tony Snell just kill the Raptors teams of the past before for no other reason than Those are the type of dudes sometimes that just kill the Raptors for whatever reason. And he's an NBA player. He should hit that wide open shot. And he did. Mixed emotions here. That's where I'm at. I'm kind of spinning, looking at this game because normally I I come into this and I'm a lot more, you know, okay, this is what happened here. This is what happened there. Figure this out. Figure that out. And and I'm just looking at this game and I'm like, I can't believe they blew that game. And it's a situation where you want to Think about it and you want to say well you know tough game this guy was out of the lineup that guy was out of the lineup but you can't even make that excuse and i'm using the word excuse because you were winning the game and you got great performances again norman powell led the way 33 points 11 of 20 shooting 6 of 10 from three kyle lowry 17 points 12 assists and then, of course, the man, the myth, the legend that is Chris Boucher. 29 points, nine rebounds off the bench. Also, Adam with two assists, two steals, two blocks, just because he's Chris Boucher, doing a little bit of everything. It's just such a deflating loss because there was so much good that could have come out of this victory. And that's why it sucks. So, I could go through the whole game, but really, as mentioned, 121 to 120 Hawks win Hawks were up by as many as 19 points the Raptors came all the way back and in fact led this game by 12 by 15 points and then the Hawks close on a 24 to 8 run capped by a Tony Snell three at the buzzer deflating just absolutely deflating there's no other way to put it let me hear what you guys are saying let me know because as always i try to create this as a safe space for raptors fans after the game voice your concerns let me know how you're feeling how you're dealing with this loss and i'll head i'll start off on youtube and again all the places where you can find this podcast streaming live we got you covered on instagram at sheldon alexander we got you on twitter which is at shell alexander another stream up on twitch That stream is under On Blast Podcast, and of course on YouTube, like and subscribe, Sheldon Alexander, all those places, send in your comments and questions live, or if this is too much for you right now, it's okay, put the pod away, you can find us in the morning, on your commute, and wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, all those fun places, like and subscribe, tell your friends, remember Wrap It Up is the show, On Blast Podcast is the network, I'll start on youtube elijah says love the energy we had getting the N ones barking at the crowd even though no one was there letting them hear you thought we had found our swag for a minute but wasted we consistently beat ourselves that is a great point elijah because there was a point in that game where chris boucher had multiple and ones chris boucher was doing so much work and i'm upset that they lost this game because of the chris boucher angle that we would have been coming out of this with in terms of my guy was making big time plays and the swag that my guy was showing with his sellies afterwards as well oh, that's a that's a tough one that's just a tough one and despite wherever that took place during the game, whether it was during the comeback or during the Raptors getting out to a big lead, either way, it sucks. It really does suck. And you feel bad for Boucher because he has been one of the bright spots of this entire season. 29 points, 9 rebounds. You look at where my guy has been all season long, and they talked about it a bit on the broadcast in terms of chris boucher's contract that he signed and the great deal the raptors have gotten he's been by far the bright spot of this raptor season dare i say he's been the most consistent raptor this season chris boucher i mean the confidence that my guy plays with where the the one play where he he bangs into bembury as they're both battling for a, a rebound and boucher comes or the ball bounced away from both of them. And you could see Bembry kind of look at him like, dude, we're on the same team. I had the ball. And Bembry bends over to pick up his headband. Boucher is like, you know, making sure he's okay. And then my guy runs down the floor. And as soon as he touches the ball, my guy just bombs away a three and it goes in. (laughs) I love watching that because we've gotten over the point with Chris Boucher to where we're surprised that he's just jacking to the next level, which I think would have been, you watch him get the ball, he's shooting it with no hesitation, and you're kind of like, no, 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 yes, to where now I feel like when Boucher shoots, I'm more surprised when he misses. And that's insane to say. That doesn't make sense. But this is where I'm at with Chris Boucher. And then you add in everything else. With the rebounding, with him just getting on the glass. There was multiple plays where he's amongst four Hawks. And he's going up and getting the rebound and going back up for an and one. And Elijah's right. My guy was there with the swag. He was showing a little bit of everything. He was confident. But down the stretch, in winning time, the Raptors couldn't make plays and that's tough that's a tough one because norm for as great as norm played i think he was over 30 points through three quarters and as great as norm played down the stretch he made some good passes to stanley to hit some threes which i thought would have iced the game but when the raptors needed another bucket late on those last two possessions especially the one very late in the game the play before the play i guess we'll call it where the raptors had a chance to basically ice the game and they throw it into the backcourt norm gets the ball brings it up full speed and it took a little bit to you know get the screen and to get the matchup that he wanted in terms of him being against trey young but as he drove to the basket there's a little bit of hesitation and he kind of just threw it up wildly to Bembry, and benbry got off a tough shot but wasn't a good look and. He, Hey, Capella playing at the rim, we know he's a shot blocker, so that's tough. But at the same time, I think Jack, it would have been Jack the coach bringing up the fact that, hey, two-foot jump stop, Norm hits that shot, Raptors probably win. As I look to Instagram, my guy K2's Garnett says, Norm was tired, man. He missed those two free throws. It's true, but you can't miss free throws like that late. That's also huge. Norm went to the line in crunch time and missed two huge free throws can't do that it's tough but then you remember the development of norman powell and he's consistently playing better and the reason why one of the phrases one of the lines we use all the time on this pod there's levels to this shit it's because it's true and as we've seen norm become a consistent 20 point score right because it's been a while now he's been doing it the next level is what do you do in winning time? And that's like the elite of the elite of the elite. So I'm not gonna knock Norm Powell, like we're here finally seeing Norm score 20 points consistently as we've been waiting for, for how many years, right? That's been the knock on Norm Powell for how many years, he's not consistent enough. So to finally be at a spot now where my guy is doing that, I'm not gonna come back and nitpick because in crunch time, he didn't really get it going. And, I mean, Kyle missed some shots late. Kyle took a really bad three late. As mentioned, Bembry missed a shot late. The Raps just didn't have it. And that's really the problem where you're playing shorthanded and now you've exerted so much energy to obviously make the comeback, to come back from 19 points down. And then you actually have the momentum to where you're building up a lead, but they just couldn't close. That's a tough one a very very tough one i'll get some more comments though Glowgirl smile says tough loss oh so many more comments popped up i lost my spot there but she says tough loss but the shorthanded raptors played their hearts out on a good note lowry is the second highest all-time raptor scorer yeah kyle passes chris bosh uh which is pretty cool he sits just behind damar now as the the franchise's leading scorer and I think that's pretty cool. That was a cool thing for Kyle. I'm sure he would have appreciated it a little bit more with the win. Um, Maybe if he would have hoped he could have gotten a couple more buckets late and that could have added to a victory. But all in all, still a great, great, great achievement for Kyle Lowry, who most are saying are the GOAT Raptor, and I'm not going to be the one to really argue because my guy has continued to lead the way for this franchise no matter what. And don't worry, we're not there yet, but I promise when the when it's time to talk about this Kyle Lowry trade rumors and all that stuff, like for real, for real, we will. Closer to the trade deadline. As of now, it's just going to be rumors, just going to be people denying it, but I'm not buying any of that until after the trade deadline happens. Because I'll say this much, I'll say this much without getting too deep into it, Ryan Rosillo's not just coming out here and just throwing random things out there. Right, like if you listen to Ryan Rosillo and you know what he does and you're familiar with his show, you listen to him a lot, like he is plugged in, he does have sources. Now, he said he didn't hear this directly from Kyle Lowry, he said that. Right? So clearly someone told him, and someone that would give him confidence enough that he would say that. The all the other key part of all this was he said for the last month. Meaning that could have been something that was a conversation a month ago and we all know a month ago the Raptors season was in a completely different place than it was than it is now right so when you combine that with all the talk from when the Raptors were in Philly does that mean Kyle Lowry was telling people that he was going to get traded I don't know but I'll say this I don't think these guys are out here just making stuff up and Kyle said he didn't say that to Ryan Rossillo like he's asking for the actual source, which I give Kyle credit for. If I'm Kyle Lowry and I know I never said that to that man, that's what I'm saying too. So I get it from all sides, but this is just what the trade deadline is. And I can't lie to you guys, I'm here for all the juice until the deadline comes. Now, the conversation about whether they should trade Kyle Lowry, that to me is going to come down to the wire, depending on how confident you are when everybody comes back. And, and, you know, we didn't really touch on that, but you hope that everyone comes back healthy and, you know, the recovery's okay. And from that point, then Masai has to make that decision closer to the deadline. But as of now, hey, Kyle says he's here. Kyle says he's staying. Um, or he said he'll retire as a Raptor. But the key point to pay attention to is he did mention, even if it's for a one-day contract, Just saying that's what the man said just read between the lines right and and i'm sticking to the point of ryan rossillo is not out here just making stuff up about the toronto raptors like think about that for a second we complain that they never talk about the raptors and then now when someone's coming with some form of information we're gonna downplay it and be like oh he just made that up and also more importantly what do you expect kyle lowry to say you expect kyle lowry to be like yeah i said it (laughs) right And again, I'm not saying that again, like we got to understand how things happen and how reports happen and how sources work. People can have conversations with different people and it becomes a lot of things become hearsay, right? And there's a difference between someone coming out and making an actual report and there's a difference between people discussing something on a podcast and a long form thing where you're, you're just sharing things that you might've heard, sharing things that you might've come across, And again, in the context of what he said, I have no problem with what Ryan Rosillo said. Like I don't I never took that as he's reporting that Kyle Lowry is is saying that he wants to be traded. But if we all think about this logically, and you look back to a month ago, where the Raptors were at that point of the season, and if you think about it, and the Raptors were struggling at that point, and they're They're struggling to even be in a playoff spot at that point. And you look at it and you think, yeah, it would make sense for both sides. So it's totally a plausible scenario that Kyle Lowry was having a conversation with someone and he might have mentioned it, but who knows? I don't know. Anyways, that conversation is not going to go anywhere, by the way. And even with the report saying Kyle Lowry is not going to get traded, that's cool. But if someone comes and offers a good deal for Kyle Lowry... Masai's not going to turn it down. They're going to ask Kyle if he wants to be traded. And if the Raptors are not in a playoff spot, I would assume Kyle would rather be in a playoff chase than, you know, being in the play-in tournament chase, if that makes sense. Let's get to some more comments, though, because I see the chat lighting up. Uh, Aisha says, what a heartbreaker. Totally agree. Owen says, on the bright side, of things we have Chicago, Detroit, and Charlotte in our next three games. Although knowing how this season is going, Delon Wright will probably drop a game winner on us with the laughing emoji. Ha 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 ha, ha, ha. I mean, yeah. You just gotta get the wins. And especially with where the you are in this season in terms of the standings, all these wins matter. Uh, I see someone say <laughs> uh in instagram trey young oh wow i'm not gonna read that comment k2's garnett says if he gets traded it's gonna be a sign and trade in the offseason sure help the raptors get some assets that would be cool um i'd I'd be down with that for sure i'm just interested to see because this offseason is going to be interesting as well because norm is also earning himself some money and everyone keeps talking about what's going to happen with kyle lowry what's going to happen with kyle lowry what's going to happen with norm powell that's a very interesting conversation that no one's really talking about because how much do you sign norm for and how much is norm worth these are the things that i'm interested in seeing what happens with the end of this raptor season and when everyone comes back again can all of these guys play together it's going to be super interesting Super interesting times. Nate Shepard says, we need a big man badly. Baines is just not doing it. Uh, Nate, I'll say this. I am not the biggest Aaron Baines fan by any stretch. Baines wasn't terrible in this game, right? Baines playing 30 minutes is probably too many minutes, but that's just the state of where the Raptors are right now with all the injuries. But I mean, Baines also took 15 shots in this game. You probably don't want Aaron Baines taking 15 shots in any game. But this is the state of where the Raptors are with all the injuries. But I think he played okay. 11 and 15. If Here's the thing. Baines with two blocks as well. If Baines is getting you double-digit rebounds and getting you some blocks, I'll take that. I don't even care what he does on the offensive end. Just rebound and be a, a big, huge body in the middle. The scoring is a bonus again, I don't want my guy taking 15 shots, but, and you'd hope that he makes more than four, because you know most of the shots he's taking are well in the paint, so that's kind of tough, but I look at it, and I think when you watch the game, Aaron Baines in this, this isn't the game where I'm gonna bag on Aaron Baines at all, that's all, you know, he he, he was, he misses some, you know, he misses some chippies, He'll roll to the basket, might miss a pass here and there. But this isn't the game where I'm going to crush Aaron Baines. But your overall point of the Raptors needing a big is interesting. Also interesting is the Raptors playing against John Collins, who obviously they've been linked to or people think that they should go out and try to get Mr. Collins. And he looked okay. Right? 13 points, 8 rebounds in this game. The real thing here was Clint Capello with 19 rebounds. And I didn't even mention Trey Young. I want to know what people think of Trey Young. Other than uh, what my guy in the IG chat, which I said, I'm not reading that comment. (laughs) But I do want to know what people think of uh, Trey Young. 37 points, which I, I swear when I saw that in the box score at the end of the game, I was like, whoa, he had that many points? Like, I missed that. But then I see that my guy was 13 of 16 from the free throw line. And if I go back to my notes after the first quarter... What did Trey Young have? Trey Young was. I had it written down somewhere. I thought Trey Young had like 12 free throw attempts in the first quarter, which I thought was a little bit much. It was a little it was a little insane, but I mean that's just what Trey Young is on. That's what Trey Young does, right? He oh sorry, 12 free throws in the half. That's a lot of free throws for one dude. And you know, he does the herky jerky stuff where he's baiting the refs a lot. And to be honest, I was watching that game and I was not impressed with Trey Young. I wasn't because I wasn't sure if he was playing winning basketball. And I think all the Raptors collapsed on him late and forced him to make that pass to a wide open Snell. And cool. You give him credit for making that play, but I don't really like Trey Young's game. It's very much like there was one play early on in the game where he crossed over half court and just jacked up a three for no reason. And no one will be able to convince me that that's a good shot. Like my guy's feet were firmly on the logo and he just jacked a three for no reason early in the shot clock. No one will convince me that's a good shot. One, your name is not Dame Lillard or Steph Curry. Two, even Dame Lillard and Steph Curry aren't doing ignorant shit like that just because in the first quarter of a game like people misunderstand dame lillard when he did it a couple weeks ago to was it to like the all-star games one thing because that was an amazing spectacle showing you that what they can do but the game winner dame hit last week the game like just before the all-star break where he hits a deep deep three to win that's a set shot like he's dribbling and the guy's way off him And he knows that's within his range. So he takes a a set shot. This was Trey Young dribbling the ball over half court and then trying to stop on a dime and pull up and shoot a deep three. You rarely see Dame and Steph do that from deep. Rarely in a game. So my point is, if those guys aren't taking those shots, I'm not going to be cool with Trey Young taking those shots. But that's just me. Also, I think his game and all those points that he gets, it's too reliant on the refs. And when you're reliant on the refs like that, that means night in, night out, you might, you know, that might cost you, the difference might be eight points that you're getting from the free throw line just because the refs are giving you calls that you might not get on another night. And in the playoffs, you can't bank on that. Ask James Harden. So that's my little take on uh, Trey Young, but interested to hear what you guys think of trey trey's game stanley says uh trey young is good okay glow girl smile says trey is so crafty he's so good at drawing fouls yeah i, I like what the raptors did too i want to give nurse credit because i like that they put bembry on him put a bigger body on him so that you know that herky jerky even if you get by the defender the defender's long enough to still be able to recover And get back on him. So I think that's a cool move. Uh, More comments here. The the chat's really doing really well here. So I appreciate all you guys commenting. And says if anyone sneezes in Trey's direction. They call a foul. Very true. K2's Garnett says Trey in the playoffs. Uh, Trey in the playoffs. Basketball won't be a superstar. So he won't get those calls. Totally agree with both of those takes. Yeah. It's just tough. It's tough right now. When you, when you think about it, you look at what's going on with the Raps. You look at what's going on, I mean, where the Raps were mad at calls, the Hawks were mad at calls. It's just where the NBA is right now. People are just mad at calls. <laughs> Elijah says, to be honest, I'm just going to go cry in the shower. <laughs> that was a deflating loss, but I'll be honest. That's why I'm glad we have something like this with this podcast, because it's like, you know, we can we can be upset together we can vent together and then we can regroup and realize hey there's another game on saturday a winnable game against the hornets and hopefully you get some guys back who are now healthy coming off of the covid list and hopefully you can get a win but that make no mistake that is a tough tough loss uh solo 59 says norm looking like a go-to all-star making spicy p look like a role player a very good role player though See, this is where, you know, it's where I, t- I try to get people to pump the brakes, hold up, chill a little. Norm's doing well. But what I've asked and what I want to, and it's great, I want to see what happens when everyone is in the lineup. Because what we have yet to see from the Toronto Raptors this season is all of their best players play like their best players when they're all healthy. We've seen each one of them have really good games when someone's not in the lineup. And so that means you're still battling this role and hierarchy and and what's the food chain? What's the chain of command? And you got to sort that stuff out by the playoffs because we know what happens in winning time, that's the biggest thing about the playoffs. What do you do in winning time? Who do you turn to? Who's making the plays? Who's getting the ball? Who do you trust? And if you had to answer that question right now, I bet you the answer to that question has changed like five times, eight times this season alone. Because there would have been some games you would have said, oh, it's got to be Fred. You would have left some games being like, oh, crunch time, it's got to be Fred. There's certain games you would have left, you would have been like, of course it's Kyle. Kyle's a vet, Kyle's an OG. There's certain games where we've seen that they've given the ball to Spicy P. And now we see Norm taking over, taking control. So, I don't know. Uh, Daniel says, I love it when a 10-day contract hits game winners against us. Snell's a bit better than a 10-day contract. Give the man a little bit of credit. I'm not going to diss Snell that much, right? not going to diss him that much. Bob says, we're talking about the potential or if these Lowry trade rumors are true. Bob says, if Lowry gets traded, Masai better not trade him to Philly for Philly's garbage uh useless or unless simmons is in that trade or if there is a trade between multiple teams where they get a center then yes uh first off philly would not be trading ben simmons in that deal uh two if you were to tell me and this is me sheldon alexander speaking only for sheldon alexander but if you told me that you made a trade with the sixers And whatever contracts you needed to make the contracts match, so that's like Danny Green and probably Mike Scott, right? To make the contracts match. But forget about that. If you told me that you're getting Maxi and you're getting a a first-round pick, I'm in on that deal. I'm in on that deal. You need to start getting young guys that are able to contribute. The Raptors are in a different place where you thought, heading into this year, you might have found Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis might have been a a piece that you can rely on going forward. He's proven very inconsistent this season. So you need to just keep bringing in more young people that you can roll forward with. And so if you tell me that you can get Maxi, Theibold also doesn't play a lot for their team. So if you told me you were getting a combination of those two guys and you were able to do that for Kyle Lowry, who might leave at the end of the season anyways, and he, and, 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 and most importantly, if he says he wants to go to Philly, you make that happen. I'd be okay with that. That's just me. Um, Let's see. Stanley also says Bembry versus former team. Yeah. Bembry played well. Bembry played, played well. I think when the Raptors team is full, at full strength, I like Bembry still getting minutes off the bench with one of whether it's, well, I guess you start small, right? And then, so your bench is what? Boucher, Bembry, and Terrence Davis, something like that. One of Terrence Davis or Stanley or Baines. Baines is going to play because he's going to be a big body, but I'd start small. If everyone's healthy, my starting lineup is playing small. I guess when you have to play against Embiid, then you change it up. When you have to play against Giannis, then you change it up. But against most other teams, going small. So, yeah, I like Benbury playing. I just like Benbury a lot. Uh, someone York Baller says Lamarcus Aldridge is on the market. I don't. I don't really think Lamarcus Aldridge is a fit. And to put it into context for some Raptors fans. LaMarcus Aldridge lost his minutes to Jakob Pertl. I'm not saying that to diss Jakob Pertl. I'm just saying that for added context about where LaMarcus Aldridge is right now in his career. And I know Raptors fans like Jakob Pertl, so that's definitely not a knock. I'm just saying that for context when we talk about adding LaMarcus Aldridge and if that's a possibility. Now, would LaMarcus Aldridge come in and get minutes on the Raps? Of course he would. Would that be a help to the Raptors? Of course he would. I'm just trying to manage the expectations of if that were to happen, it's not what you think it is. Does that make sense? Either way, guys, thanks for tuning into this podcast. You know, tough loss for the Raps. I hope we were able to provide somewhat of a safe space and, you know, allow people to enjoy or try to enjoy the rest of the night. Let everything out let out all your anger, let out all your frustration, that's all I'm saying, just trying to provide a space where people can do that as Raptors fans, because I know that space doesn't exist, and that's why we created this, the Wrap It Up podcast, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is, right here, streaming live, on Twitter, on Instagram, on where else we're on twitch (laughs) we're on youtube we're on so many places i can't even keep track of it but the point remains after every toronto raptors game we got you covered taking your comments and questions letting you air out your grievances because that was a tough loss and tonight is exactly why we created this podcast raptors lose a heartbreaker 121 to 120 to the atlanta hawks in this game Your Toronto Raptors were down by 19 points. They come all the way back. They then led by 15 points. And then at the end of the game, the shorthanded Raptors ran out of gas. The final 6 minutes and 13 seconds, the Hawks closed out on a 24-8 run, including a game winner, Tony Snell, three-pointer at the buzzer. Heartbreaking loss for the Raptors as they almost got a win in the first game after the All-Star break They almost got a win without Pascal Siakam without Fred VanVleet without OG Ananobi and more Right Nick Nurse was back though Hey Tough start for the Raps to the second half of the season But they'll try to get back at it again on Saturday as they take on LaMelo Ball And the Charlotte Hornets we'll be right back here to discuss that and more because this is the wrap it up podcast your only live and interactive toronto raptors post game show there is taking all your comments and questions live but if you ever miss a show live know that we got you covered wherever you get your podcasts apple spotify soundcloud and on youtube like and subscribe tell your friends this is the wrap it up podcast this is what we do I was going to say something else, but I'm going to cut myself off before I get talking a little too greasy out here. <laughs> Not trying to do that, but point remains. Tune in. We'll be back again. Raptors lose 121-120 to against the Atlanta Hawks, but it's okay. More games on the way. Hopefully, they get some some guys back. Hopefully, some people are healthy, and we'll be back to discuss that and more on Saturday. So again, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps, post-game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.